glad you could join us for another episode of Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that you've probably seen going on around town in a lot of different locations over the years. That is the filming of movies, TV commercials, TV shows, you name it. It has been going on in Cranford, it seems, for the past few years, although there maybe have been a bit of a break during COVID, obviously. And to talk about that, we have David W. Schoner. He is the Associate Director of the New Jersey Motion Picture and Film Commission. David, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate being on. And I do want to say Cranford's my home away from home. Oh, really? Well, that is nice to hear. Yeah, I have a deep, uh, deep affinity and love of the town. We're going to talk about some of the things that makes Cranford so attractive to producers and directors and folks like that, people that are trying to identify places where they can uh, shoot films and such. But before we do that, I, I mentioned that you're the associate director of the New Jersey Motion Picture and Film Commission. Why don't we start off by talking a little bit about what the Film Commission does and, and what your role is within it? The Film Commission is a state agency um, that is within the Business Action Center, which is within the Secretary of State's office. And our job and my job is about promoting and assisting filmmaking in New Jersey because of the economic benefits that the state derives from it and also the image benefits that the state gets out of uh, having uh, a scene all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Obviously, we're going to talk about Cranford, but there are quite a few things that are focused on New Jersey. Of course, everyone thinks of big events like The Sopranos or Jersey Shore and things of that sort. But there is so much more that is going on. And it is a variety of of different uh, productions, isn't it? It really is. And I always uh, say and will constantly keep on saying that people are probably not even aware that they're watching Jersey, whether it's a TV commercial feature film or a TV series, just to name a few music video, whatever it may be, because we really are everywhere on the mediums that we watch and enjoy uh, all the time. Cranford has been uh, just recently was in a couple of films and there was a Super Bowl commercial that was shot in Cranford to, to name again, just a, a couple of things. Why do you think Cranford is attractive to these folks who are shooting these productions? You know, there's a couple reasons why. And, you know, the overall arching reason why and the biggest reason why is really the cooperation that they get from the mayor, the council, the police department, the fire departments and the residents of Cranford. So it's a multi prong, um, you know, answer in that regard. When we talk about cooperation, it's not one, it's everyone. Cranford is amazingly cooperative and amazingly creative. They get the creative process. And that is the overall uh, big reason. And then the other reason is, is that Cranford can play and can be anywhere USA. And so we think of a place that can be any place. And when we talk about commercials in particularly, they want it to be a national audience. And mm-hmm. so you, unless it's something very particular, you want it to be uh, anywhere USA when you're watching it, whether someone in Kansas is watching it or someone in New York State's watching it, you want it to appeal to everyone. And Cranford has a very great, unique architecture. And also uh, you have a fantastic downtown and also the downtown uh, business manager and everyone adds to that great look. 
when these folks come looking for locations, what do they come asking you and the film commission about? What what kinds of things are they looking for? Not necessarily just for Cranford, but in general. So in general, they're looking to recreate uh, something that typically is someplace else. And we have, and one of the great things about the state and of Cranford is that our look is so diverse. There isn't one particular thing. So whether it is an urban environment, a suburban environment, whether you're talking about the mountains or the shore or any place in between, it's America in miniature. And we really do have that because depending on what you're looking for, even in Cranford, if you're looking for housing stock, you're looking for the Victorian house mm -hmm. or you're looking for a colonial or a split level. It's those textures that they're trying to recreate. And that is a big deal. Obviously, when we go into the theater or we're sitting in front of the TV and we see these productions, we see the finished product. But there's a lot more that goes into it to put these productions together. Tell us a little bit about the production side of it that is off camera that folks are not seeing. So the production side uh, that folks are not seeing is a very complicated, a very detailed <laughs> one, and it is not simplistic on any level. So I always use the analogy that filmmakers are going to build a widget. You open up a widget factory, you make one widget, and then you shut the factory down. And that is not typically how business works. <laughs> and so there's a, you know, when you think about that, it's like, you know, and I also use the line and the filmmakers always go for the path of most resistance. And so that's one of the reasons why we exist and uh, why we really do a lot of back and forth interaction with the municipality and they are our partners and we work in cooperation with them. And so there's a lot of stuff, whether it's facilitating something with the police department, facilitating something with the fire department, facilitating something with the downtown business district, whether it's neighbors. So it's a lot of communication. And that I think is the biggest thing that maybe a lot of people don't necessarily get or aren't comprehending when they're watching stuff on the screen, that there's weeks of communication typically that are behind uh, what you're watching. We just recently had a, a movie that wrapped up in Cranford. I believe they're wrapped up. I, I have not seen them around uh, recently, but that was about a one month period where they were filming that. We've also had TV commercials that are 30 second productions. What are some of the differences between shooting a 30 second commercial downtown, let's say, and a one month movie shoot that involved a couple of homes in town for 30 days or more? So typically what's the difference between commercials and feature films is the advance notice you get. You typically do not get a lot of advance notice. And so commercials are, you know, seven days you, is a lot of notice on a commercial that it needs to happen. Where feature films are planned and plotted out months in advance, whether they may location scout and find a house as they like or think they like, and then you won't find them or see anything until four or five months later. TV is the is in between the commercial and the feature film. So commercials may have sometimes seven days notice, four days notice. TV is typically 14 days notice, maybe a little bit less right around that ballpark because TV is a very fast paced business. And then you've got the feature films. One of the ones I remember 
which is actually kind of an interesting thing, it goes back to cooperation and goes back to everything is when Adele had come out with her album, Rolling in the Deep or Hello, I forget which one it was exactly. They needed, they wanted a bunch of kids riding a school bus that all of a sudden they start listening and the whole, everyone on the bus starts singing, uh, singing Adele's song for Target. The production company called me up, didn't have a lot of time. And they said, where can we drive a bus around town? Obviously with police assistance, obviously with insurance, all that stuff is always done. And I said, we're going to put it in Cranford. And, <laughs> and, and like two days later, you know, it was there and, and, you know, everyone's watching that target commercial and has no clue that it's Cranford. And so uh, <laughs> it worked, it worked out well. It's just the nature of the beast and whether you can adapt to it or not is really very much about personality and, and Cranford really has adapted to it. One of the things I found very interesting, this was a number of years ago, they were filming far from heaven in yes. Cranford, or at least partially filming it in Cranford. And it was taking place in the downtown area. And they were setting up for this scene, which was supposed to be taking place in the 1950s, the weekend before. And we had an opportunity just to stroll through the downtown where they were going to be shooting this. And I was just amazed at the level of detail mm. that they put into a production like this. One of the examples that blew me away was there was uh, a storefront that was supposed to be a dance studio. And in front of this alleged dance studio was an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that had the schedule for dance recitals in the dance studio. There was no possible way you would ever see that piece of paper on the screen, but the level of detail that they went. And the other part that was, was pretty amazing about that, and this movie was something of a throwback to the, the films of the 50s in Technicolor. So It's one of my of, favorites, honestly. <laughs> lots of vibrant colors. And they were filming it, I think, after the leaves had fallen off the trees. And the painstaking efforts they were making to sort of wire in fall leaves on these trees downtown was, to me, just amazing. You know, it, it is in the details, and that's the beauty of this industry, whether it is CGI or uh, the volume stage that they do The Mandalorian. But really, it really is about that production design and that art direction and the detail that goes into it. And you know, as filmmaking audiences, we want uh, realism as much as possible. And Cranford lends itself to that realism. And when you talk about Far From Heaven, which was a period film, also the um, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain film, Mother's Instinct, that filmed in town recently, takes place in the 1960s. So there is a whole craft and a whole creative process that goes into giving you that detail, level of detail. And people do notice that stuff. There's uh, those moments. And also you do that level of detail as a, a production designer, art director for the, for the director, because at the end of the day, you really don't know what exactly is going to be focused in on. And so maybe mm -hmm. they want to pan off the, this fully covered tree, which is normally bare, uh, full of leaves coming down and finding the characters. And especially in a movie like Far From Heaven, that was really about the details. And they were creating those uh, those films of the 1950s. You know, the whole goal of the film was to have that very technicolor kind of vibe and feel. And so uh, it wasn't just something that was contemporary. And when you do period productions, uh, the devil is definitely in the details. <laughs> One of the, on the opposite side of Cranford filling in for Everytown America, 
the film Guess Who actually took place in Cranford. That was was where the characters said they were going, but so much of it was shot elsewhere. So it was it was interesting to see Cranford portrayed in other towns. For example, I think the house was actually in California, but the train station, they used the Madison train station yeah. and put up Cranford signs in the Madison train station to, to get a more picturesque train station for us. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, and they... That was also a period of time when New Jersey didn't have a film and TV tax incentive. And so that is one of the biggest drivers of the level of film production that we're having right now. And the volume is having a film and TV tax incentive. Filmmakers go where there's an incentive. You Mm -hmm. don't have an incentive. They don't go there. But it's interesting because during that period of time, uh, Jersey played all over the place and within within reason. I know even though we want authentic, we want to, you know, Cranford to be Cranford. Uh, there's probably someone maybe in Texas or Michigan who really has no clue, you know, what Cranford looks like. Bear with me. I don't mean that in a mean way, but it's just the perception of what they may have created. And there's also a lot of things that are driving, uh, the, the guess who, what was driving that, uh, that production could be is that, uh, the cast where the cast was at the time where the director was, but one of the, probably the bigger reasons was we didn't have a tax incentive in that period of time, but it's very funny because when I spoke, speak to the folks in Madison, they're, you know, or even in Cranford, it's like, it starts in Madison pretending it's Cranford and then ends in Cranford when he's up on the platform, and the train is leaving. And so, uh, I don't want to say there's a little town rival already going on there but uh but uh yeah it's it's a very funny thing and that does happen a lot other places play as jersey depending on what you're what you're doing and depending on what the story is and uh hopefully we're gonna have cranford play as cranford uh a couple more times coming up well this doesn't involve cranford at least not as far as i know but one of the interesting things i've noticed is with the marvel movies that so many of them take place in New Jersey, yes. at least that's where yes. the setting is. Uh, the most recent uh, Disney Plus show of Ms. Marvel is set in Jersey City primarily, and then there are the fake towns of I think Westview was was a town. Uh, yes, in uh, in uh, what was the show? Oh, uh, Wandavision. Wandavision. That's exactly right. Yes, and people were calling us up wanting to know where this town is. <laughs> <laughs> like there is no town in in New Jersey, and they're they're you know they're sending me screen captures, and I'm like. There is no town in New Jersey like that. Of uh, yes, yes, all the time. Before we close up, I want to talk a little bit about you. You have experience yourself as a filmmaker. Tell us a little bit about that side of you. So you know, I I um, like to produce, and it keeps myself creatively sane, if that makes sense. And so I love working on other people's projects. I'm a big multitasker. Uh, not multitasking in a way that you let stuff slide through, but I enjoy multitasking. I also, my personality is also working on something for a period of time and then it gets finished. So I would be not be a very good accountant uh, because <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again without challenges would not uh, suit me. So I have produced uh, a bunch of uh, shows. One, we actually, it's a feature film called A Dangerous Place. We actually filmed in Cranford. The character uh, lived in Cranford, and uh, we didn't call it Cranford, but we pretend it was Cranford. The house is actually in Asbury Park, but we pretend it's Cranford. And uh, I've worked on various different projects, and it just keeps myself creatively sane what I'm doing. And I also enjoy working with other people and giving people opportunities. I love working with uh, 
people and having the ability to let them kind of create. And so as a producer, you can do that. You can bring people in that are starting or trying to start in the business and give them an opportunity. I know you've been involved with the State Film Commission for for quite some time. What are some of the changes that you've seen over the years from when you first got involved to to what's happening today? I know you mentioned CGI as as one thing that's that's there, and it amazes me all the things that they can create. You know, you almost wonder, are they going to get to the point where, you know, they can do everything with a green screen (laughs) and computers? I think probably the biggest change is probably more of a practical one, which is going to be a kind of a very interesting response to your question, because it's not necessarily, it is a technical answer, but not a technical answer in so much as what we see on the screen. It's technically how we facilitate the process. So when I first started working at the film commission, because I'm so old, uh, (laughs) we didn't have fax machines. Wow. So we would literally have to do packages together and we would UPS the package out, Federal Express the package out, whatever, mail the package out. If you were looking for, I want to come to New Jersey, show me what you have. We would do it on on a color copier. We were one of the only agencies in the state of New Jersey that had a color copier back in 19, the late 1980s. And then it transitioned into having a fax machine and we would fax over photos. And then it kind of transitioned into having beepers so that my office could beat me to tell me that I needed to call (laughs) some filmmaker if I was out on the road. And then we came into the beepers that you could do text messages on. Mm -hmm. And, and now it's transitioned to, uh, a full phone where you, I could be any really, uh, anywhere in the world, uh, facilitating something and paper, it doesn't really exist as we know it. Uh, everything is digitized now for us. When you want to find out about a location, we just send a digital portfolio out. Everything is done that way. Um, we really don't use typical photos anymore, really. So it's tra- it's it's the whole transition, um, but it's more behind the scenes than we would typically think of a production-wise. We also could go into the volumes mechanism, the volume technology where you, the Mandalorian, they're sitting on a stage with a couple props and the, everything you're seeing is completely, uh, is completely on a screen somewhere. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Well, David, I want to thank you, not just for the time that you've spent here with me, but how you've promoted Cranford to the folks from Hollywood. And maybe Hollywood is a bit of a misnomer these days that New York, Atlanta, Chicago, wherever they may be from the folks who are are filming these uh, various productions. But thank you so much for everything that you've done. You're more than welcome. And I love uh, coming down to my home away from home. I go down to the Cranford (laughs) Theater all the time. And uh, that's where I watch my movies. And I I think in some ways we have to get back to that a little bit more. I understand the dynamics of streaming. Thanks for having me.